Welcome, and thanks for joining us for this episode of the C3 Church Podcast. You're about to listen into a message from one of our gatherings. To find out more about our community, where we gather both in person and online, and how to get involved, head to cfreechurch.ca. Now, let's listen into a message from a recent service. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Jasmine. Um, I am Russ's daughter-in-law, not to be confused with, with his wife, who is also Jasmine, my mother-in-law. So Russ and Jasmine are the lead pastors here, um, and this is my second time ever in my life speaking. So don't fall asleep on me, okay? <laughs> um, okay, so let's start... I don't have, the last time I preached, I had every word written word for word. And I think I I stood like this the whole time and just read. So today I went out on a limb and I have dot points. And so I'm going to try not to go off on a tangent. So bear with me. Um, So Pastor Kim read this morning, uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 12. Um, Yep. And so we have the New Living Translation behind me. I'm just going to read it out. Now we see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in a mirror. But then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete, but then I will know everything completely, just as God now knows me completely. I love this translation because the first one I read, I was like, I'm so confused. I don't know what it's saying. Um, But I have, so I have a funny story to share with you and then some examples, but My funny story about a mirror, when I was 17, maybe, I went to get my nose pierced. And, you know, they put the mark on your nose. If you've ever had a piercing, they put a mark in, right? They lift up this mirror and they're like, that's where you want it. And I'm like, yeah, that's amazing. That's exactly where I want it. So I get my nose pierced, cry my eyes out because it's really painful. You have nerves up in here. and Oh, and um, (laughs) it wasn't, I'm not kidding you. It wasn't until a year later that I realized I actually got it put on the wrong side. So I saw photos of myself. I'm like, but that's not the side I got it done. And then I look in the mirror and I'm like, that's the right side. And then I look at a photo and I'm like, it's the wrong side. I'm so confused. So that's a funny story that I thought I'd share about how mirrors don't really give you a full picture. (laughs) Um, But it also brought to memory, um, who here has been to a circus before? Yeah. Oh, a couple people. Not everyone though, really? Okay, well, so sometimes in circuses, they have mirror rooms. They make you look really tall and then they make you look really short and stubby and your head goes a weird shape and then, and it just, or then there's the room of mirrors and there's like 50 of you and you're like, wow, I I don't know if I like 50 of me, that's a lot. (laughs) But they made me think of mirrors and not always giving us a perfect reflection of who we are Um, or change rooms. I worked in retail for many, many years in Australia. That's originally where I'm from. Uh, I also apologize to those of you that don't have English as a first language. I will try not to muffle my words. Australians aren't known for clear speech. so. Um, But yeah, it reminds me of change rooms as well. You go in and you're like, well, that's not what I looked like yesterday. Why do I look like that in here? The lighting and... Anyway, so who agrees mirrors don't always give us the best reflection of ourselves? Okay, awesome. I think with mirrors, maybe we look at ourselves and we don't see a perfect reflection. 
But I also think that at certain points in our life, we get this mirror and we turn it around and we think that what's in that mirror is us. Now, that could be words spoken over us. It could be people's opinions of us. It could be things our kids say to us about us. It could be comparing our lives with those on social media. Because who knows, nowadays, it's really difficult because everybody's life is on display. And it's very difficult not to compare. So, with these, I feel like it can go one of two ways. Now, I find this, I kind of had this image of this really narrow line in the middle. That's the truth. That's the truth of where God says we are. On this side is our thoughts about ourselves that might be better than what they should be. I don't know. Maybe we look at other people and go, oh, my house is so much nicer than theirs. Or my kids are so well-behaved compared to theirs. Or right? Like we stand on this side and we think I'm actually better than what I probably am. And then we're going to come over here, which I feel like a lot of us might go to is the negative. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy enough. My body doesn't work like I think it should. Or, you know, my kids aren't, you know, getting A's like they should be. Or, you know, my husband, you know, isn't as good as my friend's husband or, and I'm not saying that, but I'm trying to come up with some examples that are comparing but not true, right? So, um, <clears throat> yeah, we pointed outwards. It doesn't give us a true reflection. So, none of those are fully true about ourselves. What we should be doing is looking to the Lord, for the answer of who we are really. He is the, the, the thin, narrow line that's very hard to stay on because we're constantly pulled in all directions, right? It's hard to stay on that line, on the truth of who we are, and to know that. So, my example, which I don't think I'm going to be able to do this. Oh, yeah. What we want to do is we want to get this mirror and we want to turn it to the Word of God. That's our reflection. That's how we truly, truly know who we are because our creator, our maker, our savior is the one who knows exactly who we are. So my first and main point is our truest reflection of ourselves is found in reading the word. Point number one. I only have like two or three. But that's the main one. If that's the only thing you take away today, our truest reflection is found in reading the word, God's words, his words. He made us. He is our creator. He knows every hair on our head. What? That is crazy. That is crazy. He knows every single one of you and every person in the whole world, how many hairs you have on your head. <laughs> Some of us easier than others. <laughs> The Bible also said, says that God is greater than our heart and knows all things. He knows everything. I'm going to read from this book here that I have been carrying around with me since I was first saved. So I got saved when I was 21 and didn't really know much about God. But this book has gone, I can't believe I still own it. Do you know how many times I've given this book out and it's come back to me? But I draw on it a lot, and it's, it's his princess love letters from your king. So this author has written these letters 
to his daughters, but it's from the word. Anyway, it's really cool, and I was reminded of this, and I found this last night, so I just want to read it to you really quickly. Psalm 119, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. My, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it, my princess, but this is going to apply to the men too, so. <laughs> my prince, my princess, have a passion for my word. I want you to have a passion in your heart for me and my written word. I promise you, the more you read my word, the more you will want me. Don't let anyone or anything steal that time away from you and me, my child. I know you love me, but I often find you looking everywhere else except to me. It's my word that lets you live life with supernatural wisdom. It's my word that defines who you are and how much I love you. I know there is much to see and do, but nothing will give you the blessings or security that you will discover in the love letter I've written for you, my word. Open your Bible today and let me reveal myself to you in a very real and intimate way. Any time you spend with me will be multiplied by my mighty hand. So draw near to me and I will draw near to you. Love your King and your living word. So awesome. So awesome. And we have access to this. So if you don't have a Bible or you don't like reading, you can get a YouVersion app, which is an app on your phone. It also has audio Bible, but you can get audio Bibles. I remember I got, wow, I'm showing my age. I got discs of the Bible. It was huge. There were so many discs, but that's what I started with because I was like, I don't know where to read the Bible. I'm just going to listen. So you can do that too. All of it is good. All of it is good. Um, <clears throat> my encouragement to you. So this next section, I don't want you to be afraid because when it comes up on the screen, you're going to be like, oh my goodness, what are you doing? I want to lift you up and encourage you today. I want to share with you what God says about you. And there are many, there are 17. I promise they're quick. But the reason I got the guys at the back to put this on the screen is what I would love is as I quickly read through these and I share them, grab on to some of them. I know some of them are going to hit you differently. Some, you're going to find something in here that's for you, that God specifically is saying to you about you. All of it applies, but there's going to be something that's going to heal. There's going to be breakthrough as you clutch onto this. So that is my plan with this. I was originally going to get you guys to close your eyes, but I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> I don't want you to fall asleep. But my, my plan was you would close your eyes and you would listen as I quickly read through them. And just, you don't have to close your eyes, but just allow God to speak to you through this. He will speak to you. His word is living. I, um, the Bible says that um, death and life are in the power of the tongue, in the spoken word. So that's why my plan today is to speak these. You could read them, sure, or I could send them to you later. But I actually want to speak them over you because there is power in the spoken word. So, and I, and I want you to speak this over yourselves too. So there's going to be a couple where I'm going to get you to repeat some stuff, you know, just to make sure you're still with me. Um, so we have that list there. Okay. Um, if you want this list after we're done, I can send it to you too. Okay, number one, I say or have said I am unlovable, but God says I am forever loved. 
I, and I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. I say or have said I am scarred, but God says I am healed. Can you guys repeat that? I am healed. I am healed. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our inequities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him and by his wounds we are healed. Number three, I say I am weak, but God says he makes me strong. Can you guys say that? Makes me strong. God arms me with strength and he makes my way perfect. Number four, I recognize I am a sinner, but God says I am forgiven. I am writing to you who are God's children because your sins have been forgiven through Jesus. Wiped away. Number five, I was abandoned, but God says I'm adopted. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do and it gave him great pleasure. I say I am broken, but God says he makes me whole. Can you say makes me whole? So you are also complete through your union with Christ who is the head over every ruler and authority. You are complete. Seven, I have been rejected. God says, I am his. Do not fear, I have redeemed you. I have summoned you, you are mine. Number eight, I say I am alone, but God says he is always with me. Can you repeat that? Always with me. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Number nine, I say I am hopeless, but God says because of him, I am hopeful. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. I say I am purposeless, but God says I was created with purpose. Can you say created with purpose? Perhaps this is a moment for which you have been created. I'm not reading the scriptures references to go quicker, but 11, I say I have failed, but God says I am victorious in Christ. Can you say victorious? But thank God he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. I say I am lost, but God says he gives me direction. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. I say, I am worried, anxious, or afraid, but God says with him, I am peace-filled. Can you say, I am peace-filled? Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. I say, I am unhappy, but God says, I am joyful and joy-filled. Can you say, I am joyful? Oh. You say, let's, let's say it a little like more filled. You say, I am joy filled. Woo! <laughs> I have told you these things so that you will be filled with joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. 15, I say I am afraid, but God says I am powerful, loved, and have a sound mind. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. 
16, I say I am nothing special, but God says I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Can you say, I am fearfully and wonderfully made? Awesome, you so are. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Last one, I say I am worthless, but God says Jesus died because I am worth it. You say, I am worth it. You are worth it. He sent his son for you. You are worth it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. That's the reflection. That's only part of it. Gosh, I read 17 scriptures out of, I don't know how many is in the Bible. (laughs) A lot. There's a lot. God says so many wonderful things about you and they're all true. And sometimes we need to be reminded of them. But let me tell you, if you're, if you're struggling, if you're down, if you're discouraged, anything, you know you can go there. God will speak to you and he will speak to you personally and you will walk away different every single time. I know sometimes it feels like a chore. I know sometimes it's hard. Our lives get busy, you know, coming from a place of a mother. Some, like when my kids were little, I was like, I didn't even have time to brush my own teeth, let alone like sit down and read peacefully. But God always had a way of still instilling words in me. Here's the thing about the Bible. When you read it and you spend time in it, you may not think you remember. But those words stay in your heart because there is power in them. And so when you need them most, the Holy Spirit just, he kind of overflows. And all of a sudden, a scripture will come to mind. You could be in the lowest spot ever. And all of a sudden, it's like... So when I was preparing this message, I had a really, really difficult time because I thought, oh my gosh, Pastor Kim's message is going to be so good. And I never preach and I don't know what I'm going to say. And (laughs) I think this was on Tuesday night. No, Monday night. I'd gone grocery shopping. Ethan was out of town. I put the kids to bed. I'm unloading groceries at nine o'clock at night. And I had to have my sermon notes in the Sunday before, like the day before. (sighs) And I was there and I'm like, God, I really just need to get upstairs and be alone and shut the door. But all this food is going to go bad and the kitchen's not going to be clean and my husband's not home. And he just said, it's okay. As you are faithful, I am faithful. Just do what you need to do. Get it done because that's, you're being faithful. You're serving your household and God comes through, right? Like he just, in that moment, he just encouraged me and That's what he can do when you have that relationship with him. And he will direct your path and he will say, okay, hey, like, how are you doing today? Maybe you should come over here a little. And you're like, okay. And you don't even know until years later, you look back on your life walking with the Lord and you're like, my life would have been so different. But it's just these little steps, right? And God directs us. Um, Okay, so my third and final point, which is going to be pretty quick, um, is just community don't do this life alone, right? Like, don't be a lone wolf. You're not alone. Like, I see a room of a handful, like a ton of people here. We're all available for each other. We all love Jesus. All you got to do is reach out. So my encouragement to you, I'll be really bold this morning and just say, be the first one to do the inviting. Like, be the first one to send a text to somebody and say, hey, I really want to hang out. And make it purposeful and like, I don't know, let's talk about Jesus. 
let's, I don't know, maybe God shared something with you. It doesn't even have to be anything major, but when you share it with somebody else, it's like, oh my gosh, that's what God did with me this week. And, you know, and you can talk about the Bible. If you don't know where to start, reach out to somebody and you can read the Bible together. I don't know. I, when I was thinking about community, I was thinking about when I lived on the Gold Coast, there was, we all lived on the Gold Coast in Australia, so we were all along the beach. We all surfed together. We all went to church together, even though we all went to different churches. It was kind of weird, but we were just like this great friends group. And it was really interesting because it was men and women. It was both. There was one couple in the group and that was it. And why I reckon we would have spent three years together, men and women, not one of us coupled up. Isn't that kind of weird? I thought that was weird. No, no, it's like, it's like, how can a group, like there was probably 15 of us. So for context, there was 15 of us. None of us got together. There was nothing ever weird. We were just great friends. We would have Bible studies together. We would pray before we went surfing. We, and I remember my youth pastor took me out for coffee one day and he was like, I can't understand how can men and women be friends? And this isn't me advocating for like, you know, that, but this is an example I thought of when I thought of community. And he said, I don't, I've never understood it. I didn't know that was possible. And as we talked about it, I realized God spent those three years teaching us how to be friends first. How do you be a good friend? How do you just reach out and invite? How do you not be alone in stuff? Like we all lived next door to each other kind of. So it really was this like community, but that's kind of what I envision for healthy community is just we're with each other and be the first one to text be the first one to invite don't wait don't wait and and feel alone and and be like oh I just wish people would reach out be the first one do it and encourage each other and be with each other and talk about the word um I know as women like I will kind of talk about this a little because I'm really bad at this we get so distracted our minds are so full my husband is amazing. So my husband is Ethan over here. He has this amazing ability to just, I don't know, he, he can just engage with our kids so quickly and so easily. Now, it's not that I don't engage with my kids, but I'm kind of a bit of a workhorse. I'm like, no, no, you got to pick up this. you got to put away your lunch bag. We've got to make dinner. we got to do this. We, no, 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 no. And that's me all the time, constantly. But my husband has this beautiful gift where if my daughter says, hey, I I have this piece of wood and I want a knife and I want to whittle it down and make a horse. In my brain, I'm like, no, I can't do that. I have to cook dinner. What are you eating for dinner if I don't make you dinner? Come on. But he, and this is a gift. I know sometimes we argue about it. (laughs) Like, what are you doing? You need to cook dinner. Um, But he has this gift and he, he will sit down with her and he will show her. And you know what? Maybe it's 10 minutes. But for some reason, I struggle to do that. I struggle to stop and make that time. I'm so, no, let's get it done. And I have found since becoming a mom, I'm very much like that. And so when it comes to friendships and spending time with people, I'm like, well, no, I gotta do this and this and this and this. Alicia can attest. She texts me and she's like, hey, we're hanging out. We're gonna hang out. And in those moments when we do, I think, oh my gosh, I needed this. Why am I not making time for this? So that's my Mother's Day specific encouragement is we can be busy. We take on a lot, but make time to be with your friends. Make time to lift each other up and encourage each other in the word. And 
let's, you know, let's build each other up because that's how we are strengthened, right? It's great to have your partner, but, you know, there are people that don't have husbands and wives and girlfriends and boyfriends and whatever, right? So, like, if you get really good at being a friend before that, you're a friend for life. And God is our friend for life. He gave us that word. He wants to teach us that. So that's my encouragement. That's my action point is to reach out to somebody this week and try and connect with them, have a God chat. Um, So just to kind of come full swing, my main point is our truest reflection of ourselves is found in reading the word. Um, I hope this mirror, like even though it's only given to women, I hope when you look in a mirror, because we all have mirrors, that you don't just look to yourself or others for who you are. And I just, my prayer is that you would take on what God says about you and let him do that. Sometimes we put up walls. We don't want to hear it. But let him speak to your heart. How do we see our truest reflection? Reading the word, spending time with the Father. He just loves you and he adores you. And as we were singing that last song or the second song even, it just, you know, it's still fresh. His love is still fresh today for you. It doesn't, it doesn't dry out. It doesn't wither. It's not as the world. It doesn't grow old or dusty. His love is there. It's real and it's here and waiting. He is waiting and he desires you and he wants to take your burdens and he wants to lift you up and encourage you. And he's not going to give you a partial picture. He will give you a full picture of who he says you are who he says you are. Um, So yeah, be encouraged by his words um, and choose to do it together. Choose community. And I know that there are times in my friendships where, you know, I've just been struggling and he uses people in our life to speak to us too. And he'll, he'll, you know, maybe with your friend, a scripture will come up and they'll be like, man, I've really been thinking about this. I actually think this is for you. We're better together. Thanks for tuning in today. Each week, we gather in cities across our region and online to explore the truth of freedom available to all in the message of Jesus Christ. To find a gathering near you or to find out more, head to c3church.ca.